Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hello, and I'm here with Hershey and Bandit. Be great if they could bark on cue. Right? You know, normally this is a show where we would talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, uh, and then we'd break it down, of course, whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. But on this bonus episode, we're going to be discussing the 94th Academy Award ceremony. Which, if you're listening to this episode in the future, this is the one where Will Smith bitch slapped Chris Rock on live TV. Oh, yes. It's that one. It's that one. That's the one we're talking about. Woo! Yeah, the ceremony happened last night, and we're recording this on a Monday. And what a ceremony it was. Uh (laughs) Wow. I'll just say, like, the actual ceremony, it, it was, it started off a little weird. But I will say the hosts were good, in my opinion. Um, they were pretty funny. It you was three ladies. Three ladies, Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes. I thought they were pretty funny. They had some good moments. They could have brought it down to two. I mean, why not just like a pair of hosts who have like good chemistry? You get a little banter. I don't know about the whole three. I mean, they were all they, they were all okay. Wanda Sykes um, maybe felt a little underused. I thought her and Regina Hall were the the best ones. Wanda Sykes? Wanda Sykes and Regina. Okay. They, they could have done it together without Amy Schumer. But she, Amy Schumer had a couple of good good jokes in there. I thought she was not bad. Yeah. Sometimes Amy Schumer is hit or miss. And but she, 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 she was, was pretty on, good. Yeah, she was on point. Um, the movies were predictable, and we'll get into that. But overall, I actually enjoyed the Oscars. There was a lot of drama. Yeah. And violence. Well, historic. And, and, and humor. And a couple... <laughs> historic in a number of ways but you know we've done oscar recap episodes before we didn't do one last year because it sucked well we were on hiatus at the time and frankly there just there wasn't much to talk about and that's because hardly any movies got released yeah during during that time period so yeah as a result it was the lowest rated oscars ever and their ratings really have been in free fall for the last four or five years. They, they really have been, yeah. Nobody really cares about them anymore. Well, I guess not hiring hosts for three years straight will do that. <laughs> well, because clearly, it, clearly it, it's a show that needs a host. Well, yeah. I mean, hasn't it been like under like controversy? Like nobody really wanted to do it. Nobody really wanted to host well, the, for a long period of time. Well, this goes back to like Kevin Hart. And he was going to be the next host after wh- whoever was before him. Yeah. And then you remember that whole, you know, controversy, whatever. And he dropped out. And then since then, it has been hostless. And they had like one good year where they kind of got away with it not having a host. And they're like, hey, it worked once. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it, they, they need a host. They, they do need a host. You need a host yes. for sure. So, yeah, this year we had three. And, you know, honestly, going into this, I was kind of worried that there wouldn't be much for us to talk about this year because just the overall quality of films that they're choosing for their best picture nominees was just, um, I mean, a real basket of who gives a shit. (laughs) I mean, it really was. It it just, I mean, there were a couple films in there, but mostly they're all art house films that hardly anybody has, uh, unless you're in the industry and unless you know these movies exist. This is a list for for critics. Yeah. This is a list for IndieWire and for the New York Times. Uh, This is not a list for a general general moviegoer. Even someone like me, Who's, uh, I, I mean, a, a fairly avid moviegoer. This is not 
representative of like uh, any top 10 that I would come up with for this year. And uh, I mean, with very few exceptions, this is a real bundle of art house turkeys <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> and uh, honestly, the Oscars have been trending in this direction for a, a while. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. We just kind of we going were, smaller. We were talking, you know, yesterday about like, where's the Braveheart? Where are the, you know, the epics? Titanics. Titanic, it used to, be, like, it used to favor epics. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings definitely won Best Picture for the that final one, Return of the King. Um, that was like a clean sweep at the Oscars. And growing up in the 90s, it really was like the Academy favored those epics, especially historical epics and we're talking like dances with wolves oh my God. schindler's list yeah you know braveheart titanic and gladiator all those movies are definitely like big budget well-made historical epics with and- a good story like i f- i feel like you have to have a good story along with the technical i feel like ever since the king's speech one yeah really like since the king's speech like for the last past decade we're really favoring smaller, narrowly appealing yeah. art, art house movies, art house dramas. We're going for like the low budget art house drama. I'll, I'll tell you the year that really lost me was when, <laughs> Patrick, you're laughing because you already know this, um, it is when the artist won. Yeah, you, um, I mean, you talk about it every year. Every year. <laughs> You haven't even seen The Artist. No, but I I wanted The Descendants to win so bad that year. And then an obscure silent film (laughs) um, that nobody saw (laughs) won. Yeah. um, I mean, honestly, looking back, maybe The Descendants wasn't that great. I loved it. At the time, sure. I I would have chosen that over The Artist. But I mean, The Artist, that's an, an example of just... A very kind of art house, limited appeal type of movie. And I get it. I mean, maybe they're using the Oscars to get more notoriety for these films that people think that should be seen and should be watched. I think that is one of the upsides for any film that gets a Best Picture nomination. Just by default, there's going to be a a lot more eyeballs on it. Just from casual moviegoers... To, you know, more like avid, avid film buffs. It it is a great spotlight on any film. And putting it on a movie that needs it is great. But I don't know, the, like, wearing the mantle of something like a Best Picture winner, it it carries a lot of weight. Because you just, I mean, you go back through history, like, what were the winning films? And, I mean, really, each year, with very few exceptions, even if the Oscar-winning film that year was a great film... Odds are something even superior lost out to yeah. it. They just they never get it right, really. Like as far as the films that are gonna age well and that we're gonna be revisiting and talking about, Oscars always blows it, and it's it's really just about momentum. And this year, Coda just kind of got like the late breaking momentum. It's been out for a year streaming. I tell no you, one's cared about no. it until it started winning these awards, and now it's a Best Picture winner. Yeah. Little little old. I mean, Coda. I literally just saw this movie today. It premiered at Sundance over a year ago, and I think Apple bought it for like twenty five million. <laughs> so Apple paid through the ass to get this tiny little movie because clearly they knew it had something. I mean, yes. I mean, the movie's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I I really liked watching Coda. It gave the deaf community representation. 
I believe that it was a good story overall. I mean, I guess we'll talk about this. Well, when... yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we just kind of run through real quick yeah. the ten films that were nominated for Best Picture? We'll give our thoughts on them. I've seen all ten. You've seen, I think, about eight. Yeah. One of the nominees we talked about on this show, we did a full episode on, is Nightmare Alley, which I don't understand how it got nominated. It wasn't a great film. Well, yeah, it's a mediocre it, remake. Political, of a, maybe, because you know, Bradley Cooper is a, an Oscar-nominated actor. Well, I think it's Guillermo del Toro, whose last film yeah. was an Oscar winner. And so I think it's about just kind of keeping continuity with yeah. Guillermo del Toro. I mean, Making sure his well, bread is buttered. Well, <laughs> there, are, there are worse movies on this list than Nightmare Alley. I mean, look at Spielberg. Well, yeah, speaking of, um, West Side Story, we both saw that. Oh, my God. I mean, and, and we did a podcast. Didn't we do a podcast on it? We did a podcast on the original. We didn't talk on this show about the remake. Man. It's it's the same film. It's the same film, the same dialogue, the same musical numbers as the original one. It's just got a same little Same length. Same length. Same two and a half hour length. Yeah, we, we're not... We're not fans of West Side Story. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm a fan of Spielberg. Yeah. I love the man. I, I would have liked more of a modern take to it versus keeping it the same. Exact same retro style. Yeah. Like Nightmare Alley, it's another kind of unnecessary remake. It is. Nobody, like, nobody asked for it. Nobody wants it. I understand Spielberg wanted to test himself with a musical. To me, it, just, it feels like this late in the game for the guy, this late in his career, it just it feels kind of like a waste of his talent to be honest to be remaking of like a fifty year old movie. Well, I you know, but he could have done something better with it. Yeah, and I I just I would have loved to have a, like I said a modern day take of West Side Story. I think I he wanted know. to honor the the music of the original. You can honor the music of the original and a more modern take. I don't know. Yeah. There, there's just something else that could have been done. Totally unnecessary. Um, how about Don't Look Up? You saw like half of that. It was, yeah, it was, uh, we was had it on Netflix. It was around Christmas time. Yeah. We were doing some cooking. Um, but that's... I was cooking with your mama. That's right. That's right. What was it? Turkey? Yeah. We, we, we cooked a turkey dinner and I was your mama was teaching me a thing or two <laughs> that I probably forgot. Good. <laughs> it's good times. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this, what, yeah, what did you think of what you saw? I think you, I mean, the movie was pretty much telling people like the president of the United States was like, don't look up. People are lying to you about the impending doom of a meteor coming right at you. And people were, were not looking up because cult leader was telling them not to do that, which was the president of the United States. Well, and also like the whole concept of refusing to do anything about a meteor about to hit you. Because maybe it's financially more in your interest to not do anything. Yeah. And to just get potentially obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, it's a very ambitious satire. And I, you know, I mean, a lot, a number of people like really don't like it. I think it's, uh, I, I like the ambition of it. It's a little messy for like a best picture movie. Yeah. It's a little kind of sprawling and messy and a little overindulgent in places, but it's, uh, I mean, I, overall I was okay with it. It was fine. I, I wish they didn't make Jennifer Lawrence look like a, <laughs> what, she, she had gave a, her a mullet, like a weird hairdo, yeah, a weird I hairdo, mean, you know, really just setting the mood for like an ugly scientist lady. <laughs> 
who goes crazy. Like, you know. But is she really crazy? Exactly. So, uh, moving on from that, um, Dune is a movie we both saw. That was I, that I, won a bunch of award technical awards this last is night. The only movie that I've actually watched again. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I've seen so it twice. There is there is definitely replay value in this. I guess I would like to see because there's going to be another movie because it you know it's hard it, to really judge it just yeah. based on one half. Yeah, it is really just half of a movie. So I mean, there's a lot of story left. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see the second half. And maybe with the story being complete, we can actually do Dune justice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that second half. Uh, mm-hmm. It sh- should be pretty good. Because it was gorgeous. I mean, it was a great film. Um, I-, I did think Timothy Chalamet was miscast. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, like, it was good. And we did see Belfast. That's, that's probably my mm. least favorite movie on this list. It the barely bl- even feels like a movie to me. <laughs> Black and white Irish revolution. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with making a movie in black and white. No. That's fine. Um, But I just, I didn't get the emotion. Like, I just, I I didn't, you know, I think it won for best screenplay. And I was like, did it have dialogue? It won best original screenplay. Kenneth Branagh did. It was okay. I think I fell asleep or like, it was just, it just dragged on. It (laughs) It just, um, I mean, clearly like a personal yeah. passion project for Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. I, I respect that. It's just, yeah, like I don't, there, uh, there's no reason to care about any of this shit. And we're we're doing a whole lot of like music montages and yeah, just not a lot of like memorable scenes or moments. It all feels like a mm-hmm. montage. So, um, but hey. I think it was supposed to be, picture. I think it was supposed to be an actor showcase piece for Judy Dench. I, I don't even remember uh, her. Does her character die in it? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Who, who, who could remember? Yeah, no. Um, okay, so then there's Power of the Dog. You and I saw that one. I mean, there was a lot to unwrap in this movie. Sure. Um, a I mean, lot of like different storylines and a lot of different things. I mean, honestly, I, I didn't feel Kirsten Dunst and her actual husband had a lot of chemistry. Wasn't it like their marriage is on the rocks in the movie? Like she's like spinning out into well, yeah, she's, depression. she's becoming an alcoholic. So they're not supposed to have like great chemistry in that film. Yeah, it just it just seemed like they were just you know she just married him to have a father figure for her son and to have and wealthy they were, means. They were both nominated. Both of them were nominated. Yeah, uh, and I I mean I remember Ben uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. His performance is strong. I, I would argue he's maybe miscast as a rough and tumble cowboy, but his performance was good. I remember his performance and the kid. Yeah, the kid was was good. Cody McPhee. He, yeah, he was probably the best thing in that movie. He was nomi- in my opinion. All the actors in that were yeah. nominated. So yeah, I remember their two performances. I barely remember Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. I mean, I remember her like being depressed <laughs> I, I remember that but like not much else from them and yeah i mean just another kind of art house um wet fart <laughs> well yeah and the power of a dog is like a a, a a verse in the bible sure yeah and then we got king richard that this is will smith's movie he's the dad of venus and serena williams and you know isn't it great <laughs> <laughs> Not care for this. This is probably like my second 
least favorite. Yeah. I mean, it was okay. I, I wouldn't put it in, you know, best picture category. I mean, it was definitely a showcase for It's just a showcase Will for, for Big Willie. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I don't, this shouldn't have been. And I, I do have a problem making a, a major studio film that is about Serena and v- Venus Williams, but the. Focused on her dad. Yeah, the central focus is on the dad. And the dad is not that special. He's just really pushing them to be tennis players and, like, getting them lessons. Like, way to go. I mean, I guess he pushed them, got them managers, got them coaches. Got their, them a club talent, to play their talent in. got them that. I mean, he's he's pushing them. Yeah, but... But they had the talent. I mean, that's... I mean, he taught them. He was their first coach. That's the whole point of the movie. He kind of like berates them all throughout the film, doesn't That's he? That's a coach. I know. I feel like it, I know the dad could have been a supporting character. I mean, we'd get just as much from it, but whatever. It's Big Willie's showcase. So that's King Richard. Then we have <laughs> Drive My Car. This one I didn't see. So uh, yeah, I, I Drive My Car and Coda were the two films I held off the longest on seeing, just at, really out of total lack of interest. And yeah, it's a three-hour-long Japanese film uh, about a guy who gets cucked, and then his wife passes away, and he's got some buried emotions, and it takes him kind of three hours and a whole lot of driving around <laughs> and a whole lot of like producing this play until he deals with his emotions. I think the act of producing this play... Kind of helps him deal with his emotions, you know, something, something like that. For three hours, it's three oh, hours wait. long. There's, I mean, drive my car. There's a whole lot of driving. Is it subtitled? Of course. Yeah. And um, no, this is not yeah. like Parasite. Like Parasite is a movie I would recommend to most anyone because there's just there's really compelling filmic elements in Parasite that yeah. keep you engaged with the story. This is really like, I mean, if it, like. Unless you're a fan of Uncle Vanya, <laughs> I can't recommend this. I mean, nominated for Best Foreign Film. I don't know what it's doing in, like, the main category. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I mean, Parasite, Parasite was... I, under- I understood. Like, Parasite, every now and then, it happens. A subtitle film, it gets into, like, the top category. It, it happens. It's rare, but it happens. This should not have happened. Well, do you think they were just trying to be inclusive? I think crit- critics, early critics who saw this film shit their pants over it and really declared it the best of the year. So it starts with critics. Wow. It's, it, it starts with critics. Um, okay. And then we got licorice pizza. I didn't see this one. Yeah. Uh, this is a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. It's probably my personal favorite on this list, but it's another very idiosyncratic kind of narrow appeal art house movie. And I wouldn't really think of it as like a best picture film, even though I love it. Yeah. It's really entertaining, but it's, it, it, it's not for everyone. Like I wouldn't just, blindly recommend it to someone it's like you need to paul thomas anderson isn't one of my favorite directors right no it helps Um, if you're a fan of his if you're kind of like wired into his films yeah he's just he's just all i mean the the characters are all just like way too talky and way too whiny um i just i can't condone his buffoonery (laughs) i mean the man made there will be blood so okay how many years ago? <laughs> there's not much talking in that. I mean, some of his films have some talk. I mean, Licorice Pizza, there's a lot of, a lot of talking. But, um, okay. And then finally, we've got Coda. 
Coda. I which, actually. Which you just watched today. I just watched today, and it was a feel good movie. I I think that this is my opinion, probably the, my favorite on this list. I just I thought it was a good representation for the deaf community. I really thought that everybody that won awards for this deserved it. It's a small scale. It, movie. it really is a small scale movie, and, and you know, people. What what was it? One million streams. I saw from somewhere, and it, I don't know how accurate it is, but that yeah, on Apple because you can only watch it on Apple Plus. Yeah, Apple TV, and yeah, I saw that it was like under a million views or streams so far, and I think Power of the Dog is under four million. I mean, those numbers aren't great, especially when somebody can just pull it up and watch it while they're working from home throughout the day. Um, <laughs> they can watch it in their birthday suits. I mean, they can watch it in the tub. Like, there, there is no restrictions on where they can watch it. And people just aren't interested. And I think this is why... This is why no Academy- one's watching the awards. Like, these are the movies you're choosing yeah. to nominate. It's all about the films that you're nominating. And, like, how popular are they? Like, how much of a rooting interest in the general public is there in these films? But, like, who can pick a a fucking favorite from this this lineup? Yeah. I mean, it it is a a brutal lineup. I mean, Belfast or Power the Dog? Making a film in a pandemic, I mean, that that is... uh, It's a whole lot harder. But outside of this list, what do you feel or what movies do you think should have been on this list? Well, right off the top, uh, I feel like The Last Duel, which was directed by Ridley Scott and written by Oscar winners, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, yeah. along with Nicole Holof Center. That was a great original film, historical drama, really involving, you know, not, I mean, pretty bleak. It is a bleak but movie. But it dealt, it dealt with some serious issues and it was absorbing as entertainment. And uh, I mean, that movie got dick in it terms got of not, nobody it got, liked it, it was made fun of yeah. last night they, it was just the butt of a joke like hey no one's seen this i mean no one's you know i mean the box office wasn't great for nightmare alley or west side story or really any of these fucking films other than dune these yeah. are all flops yeah. so if you're just nominating flops how about the last duel <laughs> and um to me the last duel seems like a, a real oversight because to a degree, you know, the Academy nominating these smaller films, it's reflective of the industry at large because studios, they're not making Titanics. That's they're not true. making Bravehearts anymore. That's true. They're making the superhero movies. And I don't want to replace these art house turkeys with superhero garbage. That like that's not the solution. But when a major studio does make a movie like The Last Duel, call it out. I mean, yeah. You know, like I don't know what explains that. I don't know how you explain that one. To me, that's an oversight. You know, my tastes are just, they're not quite in line with the Academy's. Like, for me, like, a good kind of, like, scrappy art house movie is something like Red Rocket, where you've got, like, a great lead performance from Simon Rex, and that movie was totally shut out. I, I think Simon Rex got, like, an Independent Spirit Award. Yep. Um, and I guess to just kind of, like, touch through the ceremony, you know, it started with this... So, it started off this weird. music video with Beyonce. It's not a music video. I don't know if it was, it was a video. It was pre-recorded. It was pre-recorded. It was pre-recorded, yeah. But she did a whole thing in Compton on... It was, like, all lime green, and her song was up for best song, obviously, for King Richard. Yeah. But I... I thought that they were going to do this bit where they were going to start outside maybe and then come walking in and then like get into the crowd. That's happened before. But that wasn't 
this. This was just a pre-recorded dance number. And it was way too long. Yeah. It was, I mean, the song's long. Well, the whole ceremony. But they, they could have cut out at least two minutes of Beyonce's number. I mean, I know she's queen, but I mean, it, it was way too long. Speaking of too long, we should touch on the controversy going into this whole thing, which is where they cut out eight categories from the main broadcast yeah and they kind of awarded them beforehand yeah during like the red carpet and then it kind of edited them in condensed throughout the ceremony and that caused a lot of uproar within those respective categories and the whole goal was to keep it at a tight <laughs> quote-unquote tight three hours like three hours really should be the cutoff for any uh, award ceremony and that was uh, that was the whole reason for doing that and Last night's ceremony was three and a half hours. Three hours, forty minutes. Forty minutes, yeah. So it was it, it was, was longer long. than last year. And last year they awarded all the categories during the ceremony. Yeah. So yeah. They so now you have people. They didn't edit any of the speeches off. They didn't play anybody off. Well, like they played they... off the costume designer. Well, she, she was, was for uh, Corella. Um, that was the only time I remember the music coming in. Uh, but yeah, so the people who were kind of edited out or rather i guess edited into the ceremony are pissed because the ceremony still went over and you cut them out to make room for garbage nonsense like like oscar fan favorite like best wow moment we're doing shit like that we're doing bond compilation clips yeah i mean it was very very weird how i mean that was the trade-off i get you know the bond compilation stuff could have gone sayonara and it's and it's introduced by like three pro skaters or like no one was a pro i mean it's kelly kelly slater um tony Tony hawk Hawk, sean white sean white what do they have to do with james bond I mean, one. I have no idea. Bond does extreme stunts. Uh, I think These dudes can relate. That I, I think that's what it was. Bond's not even nominated but for the top I, award. It, it could have been like so streamlined where the Bond compilation should have been closer to Billie Eilish and the song. To lead into that song. Sure, um, that would make that sense. That would have made a lot more sense than how they did it. I mean, it was, it was I, I love pointless. I love Reba, but that whole thing could have been cut because that movie was obsolete. It wasn't even like <laughs> and Mila Kunis. Like I, I, I love her, but like that movie wasn't even nominated for anything. Just best song, and we have to show all the best song winners, and all the all the best song nominees. Exactly. We did two songs from Encanto. There was the nominated song and then like a remixed version of We Need to Talk About Bruno. I mean, yeah, Bruno, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about, okay. We don't talk <laughs> about Bruno or Jada. Yeah. Um, but no, it, you don't talk about Bruno. That was actually an, an entertaining moment. The, the Fans song- of the songs were upset because they like remixed the lyrics, I think. Like they, I mean, who cares? Fans of the song care. What was that? Like, they didn't like Megan Thee Stallion? I think, yeah. Like, when she came out, she kind of remixed the lyrics yeah. that were in the actual movie. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, for me, like, Megan, Megan Thee Stallion coming out, like, that's... Like, now we're talking. <laughs> now it's got you perked up a little now, bit. Now we're talking. A, a lot of musical numbers. As always, we're doing a whole lot of indulgent musical numbers and um, but yeah, like if your show is running too long where you can't even show all the awards, you don't have time for a, a fucking James Bond clip reel. 
Well, they brought them out, or like they did that, and they brought you know the Godfather. Or the we're doing, we're doing tributes to the Godfather. To um, we're neither Al Pacino or Robert De Niro say a word. Yeah, we're doing tributes so, to white white men can't jump. Oh god, which was not yeah. an Oscar nominated no. film, as far as I know. I mean, a fine movie, but uh, what? <laughs> we're doing tributes for Juno. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like I just listed a number of things that could have been. Cut. Could have been cut, and, and it still would have been. I, 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 I think keeping the musical numbers in there, they're never going to cut that. No, I mean because that that's entertaining and and kind of slices up the show instead of just nominating, you know, other. Well, if you have like top artists also yeah. doing it, it kind of yeah raises raises the glitz. Um, and so like that's fine. Don't start your show off with your the first <laughs> performance not being in the state. I mean that first performance kind of makes the show in my opinion like it starts the show off well, it, sets, it sets the tone yeah it was weird like i i wish we go back to where the hosts actually like sang and danced well yeah it makes me think of billy crystal who would do like an entire medley right which would touch on each of the nominated films yeah and not just like a big music video for one particular film <laughs> but yeah i have to imagine like beyonce had some ideas and they just accommodated it. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean. And Bob's your uncle. Yeah. There you go. So. Um, What's next on our docket? Should we talk about the elephant in the room now? You mean. The slap heard around the world. You mean, you mean when <laughs> Will Smith open hand punched Chris Rock? From RTV, it looked like a punch. It did. like, And, and I was it like, sounded. It sounded like a punch. Well, and, and I think I look back at you. I'm like, did that really happen? Like, did he really hit him? Like, is there – was it scripted? Like, I just it was, was – It was confusing because, yeah, Chris Rock, he's, he's doing his jokes. I mean, he's Chris Rock, and he's a comedian. And comedians take shots. And, you know, some of those shots are, like, dead-on zingers. Some of them are a little, you know, maybe – a little too close to the vest. Ill-conceived, maybe. Yeah. You know, but comedians take shots. They take risks. It's what they do. And he's, you know, he's telling some jokes. He told some jokes at Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem. And, yeah, he throws out this this joke about Jada's, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, you know, being cast in the next G.I. Jane. Uh, because she's she's got a bald head. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's got cropped, alopecia. Cropped all the way down. Yeah. When I first saw her, I didn't know about the alopecia. When I first saw her on the broadcast, I thought, because she always keeps her hair pretty short. Yeah. I thought like, okay, wow, she's really like shaving it close now. That's, that's it. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, she does. She has alopecia and it's, yeah, it's a hair loss disease. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a medical condition. And, um, what's, well. What's weird is that Will Smith. Seemed to laugh initially. I don't but know if you I, remember I, that. I, he, yeah, but I think he turned like she did not. She I, she, I think she was. I read her her reaction as like, "You're you're a little stinker, Chris Rock," but, but I'm the, gonna kind of shrug it off. Yeah, but you didn't see the camera. Like she was there, and, you know, maybe did that for the camera. You but can see you that it ruffled her a little bit, but she was willing to kind of like brush it. But off. you don't know what was said. Well, it when must have camera. happened real quick. Yeah. Because, again, Will Smith was cracking up. Because, honestly, I mean, I would... It's unclear I, if Chris Rock I, I knew about the alopecia. Would, wouldn't have taken that very well. Right. Well, and I there's... Mean, Look, I'm very attached to my hair, and if you know, <laughs> I, and a lot of women are. I understand. I understand it being um, a, a sensitive subject yeah. for the Smiths. I, I, I totally get that. And I think it has to do, I mean, he he did some jokes 
back in, I think, 2016 at Jada and Will's. Even those jokes aren't, like, beyond the norm. It's just about her boycotting the Oscars as, like, you weren't even invited. (laughs) This is what comedians do. They take jokes. Uh, To me, like, his his jokes did not seem, like, out of the realm of gentle ribbing. I I mean, obviously, it's not. It's never a a cause for violence. I mean, he could have gotten up and, and did the same thing, but taken the mic from him and says, you know what? This is this is alopecia. This is this is a, a study, and this is blah 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 blah. Like he could have educated the crowd, and, and would have made him look like a rock star, and would have made Chris look really small. But well, instead, that, that's still stopping the ceremony dead. Hey, him doing that. It's better than assault. But it's yeah, better than assault. But I mean, at least it would have gotten his point across, and people would have been like, "What's going on? We don't. I don't understand why the GI Jane." You I know, guess, comment was a big deal. I guess what's confusing is like, I mean, there there are ways to let a comedian know that their jokes aren't landing with you. Yeah. There's there's ways to do that. Facial expressions. I mean, really, you just you fold your arms and you kind of yeah. you put a scowl on your face. And it's like, hey, not funny, dude. Yeah. And that that gets the message across. That would have been a little moment. And it would have been a little that would have been a moment like Will Smith not having it. No. But, um, yeah, I don't understand, like, being so offended by a comedian's jokes. And Chris Rock is a comedian. This is what he does. Uh, so offended by a comedian's jokes that you, that you just fucking straight up assault them in the middle of. And, and there's, there's no excuse. <laughs> like I said, there's you no excuse. You can't do that. Like, you know. For assault. And I understand, like, jokes hitting too close to home. I understand ha- having a hard time letting something roll off your back i understand that I, I mean we internalize a lot of things and you know a lot of times we just we have to play it off like it doesn't hurt and a lot of times it does and i understand that and i understand just being fed up the the the, crappy, the cameras are rolling yeah. my man like you are at the oscars you're wearing a tux you, he, you are you are up for an award you need to like here is keep your shit under control the crappy thing about what will smith did he took a moment away from another winner. And that's Questlove. You he, know, he derailed the whole evening. He like, derailed the everyone's whole moment evening. was in the shadow of Will Smith screaming obscenities to Chris Rock. Because yeah, it wasn't just the slap, like he also like went back to his seat yeah. and then shouted, dead serious. Don't um, effing keep my wife's name out of your fucking effing, mouth. Yeah. And Chris Rock's like, Are you serious? He's like, Yes, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And it's in that moment, he seemed like someone who was like out of control, like someone who you don't want to mess with in that moment because they are unstable. Yeah. That's how he seemed. And I actually, I mean, Chris Rock, I mean, was professional. He went on with rattled. He he was very rattled. But but he he understands like the show has to keep going. The show has to go on. We can't derail this. Um, And so he, he finished out his bit. um, (laughs) And, you know, honestly, like, I, I just feel bad for Questlove because, I mean, this was his moment, too. Yeah. And, you know, he just got derailed by Will Smith and his little outburst. And it, it took away from somebody else's glory that night. Well, and it took away from Will Smith's own glory. Right. Because he, I mean, he was always the front runner for best actor. So, again, 
pulling a stunt like that when you know odds are you're going to have to get back up on that stage. Yeah. And graciously accept an award. <laughs> and his, his his acceptance speech was like, I'm I'm a vessel for love and blah, blah, blah. I want to shine a light on my people. And kept, like. Kept saying that over and over. The, I'm a vessel the, of love. The character was a protector of his family. <laughs> and, you know, I get it. I do. And he's saying this kind of teary-eyed. Uh, I mean, I have to assume this this acceptance speech was written beforehand. <laughs> at, but like delivering, like saying I'm a vessel of love shining a light onto my people like after you physically and verbally assault, assault, somebody. assault somebody that's uh that, that's uh messing with my brain well and i mean <laughs> he won an oscar because of venus and and serena like they they were a part of making this movie i mean this movie was all about them should have been and it, it will smith made it about him I think now I think the Academy is is put a formal re- like um, formal review um, of what happened, and he may. He I mean, may I'm get, assuming they have TVs. He may get kicked out of the Academy. Well, and, uh, yeah, it, it creates a weird situation for next year because yeah, they have the previous year's winners mm-hmm. for the actor acting yep. categories present the award for that current year. So yeah, presumably he would be called to present for like best actor best actress next year and um yeah who knows what is going to happen with that i mean it's still this happened last night it's still unfolding so here's my thing i mean you know hollywood is all about you know it's weird seeing him get a standing ovation right like after like bitch slapping somebody on tv like physically assaulting somebody and I feel like everyone who getting... stood, who stood and applauded. Uh, I mean, that's I, I question that move. Like, I mean, you can you can just sit in your chair. Yeah, <laughs> you can sit in your chair and applaud. Like, it and just, I, they they rewarded him for his bad behavior. Yeah, and it was yeah, just a really like shocking, uh, unfortunate moment. And, um, yeah, I mean, just early before it happened, I was even saying, like, it's going to be cool to see Will Smith win an Oscar because... You were saying that. Anyone who grew up in the 90s, you grew up watching Will Smith. It was his time. He was due. I mean, he had a lot of good movies. I think he's given better performances than King Richard. Well, yeah. I mean, King Richard is definitely not his best movie, but, I mean, it's a movie. And if we're going to give it, let's give it. Yeah, it was, I mean, shocking on a number of levels, but, I mean... One main reason is because it felt so out of character. It did. Like he's like this isn't Russell Crowe. No. Like, yeah. Um, let's get into some of the uh just let's briefly go into who won. Well, um, I gotta say, I mean, we kind of predicted all the all the we did the major awards. It was a pretty predictable evening. Yeah. And Ariana DeBose won for best uh, supporting actress. For West Side Story. For West Side Story. Yep. She was the best thing in that movie, so I, I agree um, with that. I mean, she's she's fabulous. She was a standout. Yeah. Yeah. She um, sings, she dances, a, she acts. In an otherwise dreary movie, she was definitely a standout. Absolutely. And then uh, Coda, you've got Troy Kotsor. I thought him as a deaf dad trying to relate to his daughter who can sing beautifully and the moment where he puts his hands on the daughter's throat, um, I know, but that that moment really touched me because he wanted he wanted to hear his daughter so bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
He's yeah. I can't. I can't I, fault I the performance. I can't fault the performance. Yeah, I had issues with the way all the characters were written in that movie. It's a, a good performance. Um, the characters just felt a little one note. That, that I think that's the issue. Uh, the characters just felt a little one note, but it a was good performance. Subtle. It was a, subtle. I mean, it was. He gave a good performance. It's a good breakthrough for yes. uh, deaf actors. Uh, absolutely. And you know, I mean, not not my favorite movie, but w- whatever. Um, uh, Jessica Chastain <laughs> she, won she for best. Um, best actress for Eyes of Tammy Faye. Yep. Um, you didn't watch the movie. I just couldn't be bothered. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it was a good showcase for her. I actually liked the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the hair and makeup and all of that was pretty distracting <laughs> throughout well, I... the whole thing. But they but did a great job. But, uh, and then for, yeah, best actor, we got Big Willie back up to the podium. Best director? Well, uh, was Jane Campion. For and, Power of the Dog. And, um, I mean, I know Sp- she was up against Spielberg, um, I guess Kenneth Branagh. And, yeah, I mean, Jane Campion is probably the most inspired choice from that list. Uh, I mean, she did a solid job with the film. And their best song, which is Billie Eilish, she she got her first um, Oscar nom. I was going to say. Born to, or no time, time to, die. to die. She she and Jane Campion were rocking the same yeah. like black trash bag outfit. Oh my god. <laughs> Where I mean You called them witches all night long. If you're wearing a black frock with a hood in the back, I mean <laughs> I assume you're gonna offer Snow White a fucking apple. But yeah, again, all this is happening under the shadow of the slap. Yep. <laughs> like it's it's hard to recover a glitzy oh. A, a, gl- a glitzy award show when uh, assault goes down in front the, of everyone. The one award that we both didn't guess was the la- the best animated film, um, and it went to Encanto. Encanto. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be Mitchell- Mitchell's versus the Machines, and you thought it was going to be Luca. Well, that just would have been my personal choice. I, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I know there's a lot of support for Mitchell's versus Machines and Encanto. That I mean, that that came out the most recent, so yeah. that's the freshest in people's minds. So that makes sense. I mean, it's up for the music, yeah. original songs. So yeah, whatever. It's not my favorite movie, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think I mean, I mean Lu- Luca. Luca wasn't Pixar's strongest, so I, I mean, I, I understand. I just thought it was cute. I, but I, I think it's great. Versus the machines was awesome. I think Luca is great, but I understand it's not. It's not like blow the doors down, Pixar. Um, yeah, I didn't love Mitchell's versus machines. I loved it. It was a little contrived. I mean, a little, whatever. A little long. Whatever. But, um, so yeah, and then yeah, for best picture, you had Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli. Yeah, presenting for. I did not realize Liza Minnelli was. She's not doing great. She's not doing great. Um, she, uh, she and Gaga had some sweet moments. It was yeah. It's, Gaga really takes yeah care of she's her, great her partners, whether they're you know music partners or on stage partners or screen partners. Like she really knows how to. She seems like a generous person. Mm-hmm. I, I really do like Lady Gaga, but yeah, it, it was it was hard seeing Liza uh, just kind of struggle through that presentation yeah and yeah so coda wins and apple makes history i guess what's remarkable is that you know it really came down to apple versus netflix yeah 
And I mean, it's no secret Netflix has really been trying to get into the Oscars for the past several years. You know, they got pretty close with stuff like Roma and The Irishman. I mean, they get close every they get year. Close. They've been in the mix. Yeah. But they still haven't won the top prize. No. And Apple just got the first streaming prize. It's a big, a big win for Apple. Yeah. For sure. And so now, yeah, a lot of people who want to see Coda, you can only see it through, you know, your Apple TV subscription. And so, yeah, good, good for them. I mean, it's, I mean, Netflix movies, <laughs> like they, they throw so much cash at their content. So much cash. And they can't. they've got so much cash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not, I'm trying to think of like what else there is. I have like in my notes, Rami Malek staggers drunk towards the camera. Oh my God. Was that a moment? <laughs> Nobody's okay. talking about him though, because of <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> They also they had a, like a moment of silence for Ukraine, which yeah. is better than I guess their initial plan, which was to have Zelensky like Skype in. Yeah, what would they get? I mean, honestly, like I, I just thought that was a, a, a bad a bad idea. Apparently, Amy Schumer wanted it. The Academy shot it down smartly. Yeah, but then like Sean Penn has to get in on it. Like I'm going to smelt my Oscars. If I mean, Zelensky doesn't doesn't speak at our awards. <laughs> go smelt it. <laughs> it's like the, yeah, you know. The question I, is, what would you have him do at this entertainment awards broadcast? <laughs> like the he's, man, he's fighting for his country. He's fighting for his citizens. The, like his the citizens man's time. The man's time is valuable. Yeah. Like what? Like are we going to have? Wanda Sykes doing like a, like some scripted banter with Zelensky. Like, what are we thinking? So, yeah, that was yeah wisely tossed as an idea. I mean, the tone of the evening was yeah. I mean, until the slap, the tone of the evening was pretty like breezy and comedic. It was good. Like, I and that's was, how that's how you do it. I mean, keep I was, it breezy, keep it comedic. I was pleasantly surprised because last year was so dull. Um, I just had very low expectations and this year raised them considerably. It's not going back to its finer glory days, Yeah, but it slowly, slowly, it's an, I mean, it was definitely an improvement from last year. Last year was rock bottom and that's not even, that's not entirely the Academy's fault. Um, cause COVID. Well, yeah, COVID just, yeah, threw everything out of whack. I, and I, I've said this to you before. I think I thought the Academy should have just not put on a show last year. I agree. And just taken you know eligible films from 2020 and then folded it into 2021 and then have a nice ceremony this year. At least then you'd save the embarrassment of lowest rated Oscars ever headlines. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe maybe another network could take a shot at it. I mean, I think that maybe ABC has had its run. Maybe they're all stale and, you know, with ideas and they need to give some fresh eyes and fresh blood attached to it. The Oscars is definitely in the midst of a identity crisis, uh, I would say. Kind of like the movie industry as a whole. Yeah. The Oscars are representative of like whatever's going on with the industry that year or at that moment. But yeah, if you win an Oscar, the best thing you can do is offer words of inspiration and encouragement yeah. for people watching who dream of being there someday. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what you do. So yeah. Do we, any other thoughts? I mean, I think that's pretty much it. So yeah, overall, um, a nice improvement from last year, yep. but still a basket of, uh, who gives a shit movies. It, yeah. Like y you want, you want viewers for this award show nominate interesting movies that people have actually seen. Yeah. Relevant movies. 
movies that people actually care about. It's a large group of people. It's preferential balloting. It's it's I guess it's hard to be reflective of like what's going to be relevant years from now. Yeah, it's I mean, no one can predict that, but I'm, I'm sure you can do better than Coda. So that's our episode on the 2022 Academy Awards. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can rate and review. Don't forget to check out our feature film, Tiny Dancers, which is streaming right now on Prime Video. We're on Twitter at GN Movie Podcast, and you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.